Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Shitters full, Clark. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's ugly redheaded stepchild. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Zowash. On this week's show, Microsoft gives us a glimpse into their next big acquisition in employment. Nice. Companies are handing out branded fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Chad's excited. And Chad gets a stiffy over Indeed's latest swag. Love it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And kids, don't shoot your eye out. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V. REN.com. How are you feeling after last week's procedure? Like a new man? <laughs> See, everyone what? got TMI'd last week. I don't know why we have to do it again this week. But yes, uh, my procedure, a camera stuck up my butt, uh, went fine. Good. I'm going to live a little longer so you and I can continue to pollute the the eardrums of our listeners yes! for, the for, for the foreseeable future. Hallelujah. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. And that's what that's what <laughs> the listeners wanted to hear. That's right. And speaking of listeners, let's get to shout outs. Yes. Shout outs. Shout out to Hung Lee, Woo! man. This guy he's got a he's got a weekly uh, newsletter uh, that you know millions of people read. I think mm-hmm. uh, he loves us. Uh, so he said last week, Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman. I'm not sure why he put you first, but anyway. Do the best industry this week podcast for the people business. It's hard to stay consistently relevant, but these two heroes have got it down to a fine art. Must listen, folks. Wow. Yeah, now he's on it. Hung Lee with the... Uh, Hung and I have been talking back and forth. We've been for months now. We are going to get him on for an interview in 2019. That's a promise from Chad and Cheese. That's probably why he went with Chad first, because it is Chad and Cheese. I'm surprised he hasn't been on, you know, like now. He should just be on the show. Like, I, <laughs> you know, the, the British accent alone would help raise the IQ of the place. But uh, yeah. the guy seems like pretty, pretty well connected. Yeah. So I've got a shout out to Gattaca, bitches. Um, <laughs> so so shout- Way to age yourself. Shout out to, to Jim Stroud's newest podcast about designer babies where he talks about Gattaca. And I thought that was the coolest shit ever. So uh, Jim's got a new podcast. It's like, you know, 10 minutes long or something He's like that. He's always copying us. Yeah. Well, you know, it's he, he loves us. So who not the chat and cheese. It's all good. <laughs> Jim, good luck to you, man. Uh, Gattaca, a movie that has aged pretty well, yes. I think. Yes. Um, good for that. And as well as uh, iRobot. The, the Will Smith movie. I think both of those have aged better than uh, they were when they first 
you know, aired. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Gattaca has been around, I think, much longer. 90s. Ethan, Ethan Hawk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was, that was good shit, dude. So, yeah, I love it. Agreed, agreed. I'll give a shout out to Harvard, not Harvard. <laughs> Uh, Harvard, yes. which I never heard of before, but they thought enough of us to put um, uh, us in their top 10 list of must listen podcast uh, saying about the show, which, by the way, we don't normally love these sort of lists because mm. they sort of trick us into talking about their company. <laughs> but these guys, these guys actually uh, had a write up and it sounds like they actually listened to the show. So yeah. what uh, what they said was the 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 problem with the professional podcast is that they sound like a lecture. They may be full of useful information, but they're boring rather than retaining insights or tips. Do you find yourself zoning out, but not with the Chad and cheese podcast and go on to tell uh, about how our show is different. So yeah. Harvard, uh, this shout outs for you. Thanks for mentioning us. And, uh, and thanks for listening. Cause you obviously do subscribe, not just 2019. Do it now. Uh, shout out to indeed ugly sweaters. Oh, God, no, I told you weeks ago, weeks ago, this shit was genius. Uh, but the motherfuckers took my idea. Good on them. Good on you, indeed. But that was genius shit. Good job. I don't know. Guys. I can't get behind the ugly sweater. I mean, these these guys pulled out the baby bathrobes earlier this year, which we grilled <laughs> them for. You you love yeah. the ugly sweaters. I think they're totally ridiculous. I think people wear them like once at the company party. Genius. Um, and then it's it's over. To me, to me, this stuff just says hubris. It says, you know, we've got too much money to spend it, you know, intelligently. Um, and it's just more writing on the wall that indeed is on their way to the to the seller. I don't agree at all. Baby bathrobes, maybe. But this, this is target market. Love it. Shout out to, uh, I'm going to probably butcher this, Elin or Ellen. Uh, she's Swedish, Ellen. I think. Uh, Montenzan. Uh, she's one of the creators behind the creepy ass uh, robot recruiters <laughs> that we talked about recently. This thing is a, a combination between the, the robots and iRobot and the Barbie uh, hairdresser bust that Yes. So creepy. Um, you know, she took notice of the comments and a blog post that I put up. So she wants the robot to interview us sort of in mm-hmm. person. I mean, it, it sort of loses yeah. itself, you know, on audio because it's just a person talk. So anyway, Ellen, Elon, uh, fly us out to Sweden. We'd love that. And your robot can interview us and ask us whatever it would like. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be in Lisbon in May. Uh, come to TA Tech in Lisbon. We'll meet you more bring than halfway. <laughs> bring your, bring bring your bring your creepy robot, and we will do this interview. I would love to do this interview. Uh, it was funny because in her post, she said uh, Tinge unbiased is very likable and sympathetic, not creepy at all. Which I thought sound very Trumpish, by the way. Why would they name it Tinge unbiased? Like. Can it be Heidi or Lisa or something like <laughs> Tinge unbiased? Jeffrey. Good God. Yeah. Jeffrey. Who's marketing that? Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Jamie Leonard of Wreckfest. It was 
funny as hell because he put a post out this week and and he said, consider me Santa because I've got a big belly and I watch you when you sleep. Uh, and then, of creepy. So he went along. I think that's something that is like a part of his shtick, though. Uh, and, and he gave five things that you should do. And one of them was definitely listen to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. He took his time, wrote this up. Uh, Wreckfest, he's a listener. So, Jamie, thanks for listening and can't wait, hopefully, to see you in Wreckfest this year. Has Jamie ever been an extra on a Guy Ritchie film? Because talking to him, he certainly would fit the bill. Dude, he'd be like perfect. Yeah, for like Snatch or, oh, dude, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, legit. My final shout out goes to uh, Carissa. Is that right? At Tiller? Carissa. Uh, Co-founder and CEO, uh, Tiller was on the firing squad uh, recently it's it's published uh, kids you love the firing squad you're gonna love this one go check yeah. out the uh, the tiller uh, whatever we're calling <laughs> firing it. squad yeah. yeah but I was trying to find a synonym for firing squad like the the, uh, the inter- interrogation maybe yeah let's let's call it Lee oh go check out the interrogation of tiller <laughs> I've got two more. Emily Kruger loves a little Chad and cheese. Thanks for listening, Emily. We love you. Make sure all your friends, family, and peers subscribe and listen as well. Last but not least, uh, Google's CEO, Sundar Pinchai, uh, for having the patience of Job this week. Uh, I've always had a rule, personally myself, when leading teams. Um, That rule is never come to me with a question without researching it prior. This, in many cases, will help you actually answer your own goddamn question or bring our discussion to a much smarter level because there are so many fucking stupid questions that are out there uh, and make it more outcomes focused. Right. So in the three plus hours, Google CEO had to deal with the individuals of Congress who I believe did no research whatsoever and looked fucking stupid. Uh, shout out to him for having the patience and uh, and not telling Representative King that he's a dumbass for not knowing that Google doesn't produce a fucking iPhone. <laughs> and I'm going to piggyback and shout out to the dude in the audience who looked like the Monopoly guy. <laughs> That was awesome. I don't, I don't know what that was about, but it was pretty damn funny. <laughs> yeah, he's done it before. He's done it before. It's kind of like a shtick for him. Oh, but last one. Last. Okay. This is last. Chad and Cheese Live. So as you're planning for 2019, if you're a company and you have like a leadership getaway or a summit or something like that, bring in Chad and Cheese. We can do a show. We can do a lot of stuff. But what you can do is you can tap into our recruitment technology, recruitment process, recruitment experience. Bring us in and we'll do something for you live. And that is shout outs. You've got a funny story. (laughs) Okay, so this is this is all about holding each other accountable. Okay, so we love the guys over at Alio, right? Okay, but Ankit over there actually posted yeah yeah who was on firing squad by the way got a big applause from both of us so love the guys from alio but i quote this is what he actually posted out alio is the first ai recruiter to help your candidates over whatsapp that's a pretty big i mean that's a pretty big deal because whatsapp is is huge across the pond um i think there's like over 200 million uh subscribers who use it in in india alone um, but I know better. So I sent the link to Max over at TalkPush uh, for a response. And before you know it, <laughs> TalkPush tweets out, 
And I quote, all these companies talking about the first ones to use WhatsApp to talk to candidates. And we're over here like first ones, air quotes, first ones with a Dr. Evil gif doing air quotes. <laughs> I was hoping he'd have a gif of the uh, the old uh, Bud Light commercial like WhatsApp. Yeah. So, you know, my message to the recruiting industry, and this is one of the things that Joel and I like to do. Let's call bullshit when it's bullshit. OK. And if you're going to step out there and say you're the first in something, mm-hmm. totally get it. But do your fucking research. Make sure you, that you are. And this is not, again, just focused on on Alio and this kind of faux pas. This is for everybody. Don't just go out there and say we're the first or the best. All this other happy horse shit actually come with the goods if not chad and cheese is going to call you out and we're going to push other motherfuckers to call you and out. by the way uh you know max has a set of boxing gloves so i don't know if you want to be messing with that <laughs> mad french guy and by the way french are out of control man chill out <laughs> yes they're, they're a little out of control so first topic microsoft and upwork you thought this was dope i love this uh microsoft man whoever who knew that they'd be pulling out the punches in our industry. But, uh, you know, two years ago, they bought LinkedIn. They bought GitHub this past year. And now uh-huh. uh, news comes out that they're partnering with Upwork, who we've discussed in length on the show, a uh, freelancing platform to manage your freelancers. Um, it will be uh, built into some of the 365 stuff that uh, that Microsoft is putting out. Microsoft's company uh, as a whole uses uh its service to manage its Upwork workforce to the tune of thousands of workers. So to me, obviously, it's a great move uh, for Microsoft from a partnering standpoint. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, my little spidey senses went off and said, I spy a 2019 prediction that uh, Microsoft will pull, pull, pull back the uh, Brinks truck and uh, add Upwork to the <laughs> suite of services that already include LinkedIn and GitHub. Yes. So remember the guy last week you talked about uh, in the pod that hired uh, a couple of people uh, to do like his project, right? Just yeah. like an Asia pack or something like that uh, for like a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you that shit was genius and now it's going corporate. Right. So this 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 also plays into the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about HR and TA being the main reason why we have talent gaps. Both HR and TA are doing business like we're in the fucking 50s. They need to, number one, build talent pipelines with training, certification and degrees. Plus, they need to fill these gaps with these types of initiatives. Uh, If they're still looking at Uh, I can only do full-time individuals to be able to get this done. Uh, Dude, they're going to lose every fucking time. So this is a shout-out to the HR and talent acquisition world. The way that you've been doing business for years has to adapt, period. If you don't, you're going to lose talent, and that means you're going to lose fucking cash. And when the CEO comes knocking on your door, the COO, then you're going to have a conversation. I And I totally appreciate that angle that you're taking. I just, you know, my angle, I think mm-hmm. if if Microsoft were to do this, you know, they would have the number one business networking site yes. in the world. They would have the number one technology professional site in the world. And then they would have the number one freelancing site in the world. So imagine that as a platform 
you know, you go to LinkedIn, you post a job here, you know, LinkedIn profiles, professionals that fit the job. Here are some contractors you might yeah. want to consider. I mean, it's just, you look at what this is, what they're building with this. And to me, it's just like super frightening for anyone else that's competing with them because they have, uh, they're building quite the, uh, the death star, I guess, if you will, of recruiting. Yeah, unless they fuck it up, right? <laughs> you know, that's what we've seen over the years is like uh, companies acquiring other companies and either they throw them in the closet to, to never be seen again or they just totally jack it up. So uh, I like what they've done with LinkedIn and LinkedIn is just continuing to work as LinkedIn, not as Microsoft over LinkedIn. If they can continue that kind of operating policy, I think they've got a chance. There's no question. Yeah. So if you're Google, Facebook or anyone else, uh, what are you thinking about this stuff? Are you thinking we better get them before LinkedIn does? Uh, either that or start taking a look at some of the other technologies, the other platforms that are out there uh, and doing partnerships with them as well. I mean, this is this is the road to acquisition. I mean, being able to, yep. to actually see if it fits within your, you know, your ecosystem uh, you know, does it work? I mean, it just, that's the way business is being done. It's kind of like, Hey, let's do some pilots before we go and acquire your ass. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I'm those organizations, if I'm a Facebook or, you know, a, a Google or what have you, that's exactly what I would be looking at doing. Yep. And to me, you know, uh, you know, Slack going public, assuming someone doesn't come in and, and buy them before they do that, similar to how Glassdoor was acquired before they went public. Um, I think a big part of it is, is, is capital to be able to make moves like acquiring someone like an Upwork or some other software or workforce platform if they're going to compete uh, on a stage with Microsoft and Google. Yeah. 2019 is going to be interesting. Yeah. And we're doing a prediction podcast uh, here shortly with uh, Tim Sackett, yeah. right? We'll be looking at uh, our 2018 predictions and making fun of each other and then, uh, <laughs> and then doing 2019. Nice. I need to go back and see what I said outside <laughs> of uh, Amazon buying Slack, which I think could still happen. All right. Moving yes. on. Uh, speaking of contingent workforce uh -huh. and techies, uh, Hacker Rank sent out a survey this week that was fairly interesting. Um, it was it was basically looking at university developers um, and how students learn to code and evaluate job opportunities. And I can tell you from the, the study that uh, the times they are changing. Uh, some of the findings here, I'll, I'll read the, the subject lines and we can dig mm -hmm. in a little further for what's interesting. But college degrees are not sufficient for coding proficiency was one of the things that they found. Students rely on YouTube more than professionals. And I assume professionals would be teachers, et cetera. So, yeah, kids are kids are just going to YouTube and learning this stuff. Uh, number three, globally, uh, student JavaScript expertise can't keep up right. with demand. Uh, number four, growth opportunities appeal five times more than perks. So uh, the kids want growth and opportunities more than they want, you know, time off and uh, nannies and uh, smart cribs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, as we talk about these skills gaps and we're just talking about HR and TA not knowing what the fuck to do. Right. Um, college degrees aren't sufficient enough for coding proficiency uh, they, they, because because mm -hmm. technology is moving so fast, right? Curriculum can't keep up with it. So you need these, these different, whether it's YouTube or Udacity or what have you, you need these very flexible systems to be able to plug into to train your current workforce, not to mention as you're bringing in new individuals, you should already have these training programs in place. And those training programs could 
possibly come on contract. So, you know, hey, we're going to spend X amount of money to train you up on Java because we sure the hell don't have enough uh, Java developers coming out to be able to to uh, fill the gap that we have. So we want to train you into Java. But guess what? The beautiful thing is not only are we going to do this, you're going to be on a contract for three years. And here's what your career path looks like. So what blew me away was the YouTube presence. Like, how mad are you if you're, you know, you to my or you to me? Uh, Linda, any of these like plat- um, platforms that are built on, uh, you know, education, yeah. online stuff, videos, and kids are just going to YouTube to learn this stuff. Like that would frustrate yeah. the hell out of me. Why do you think that is though? Uh, because it's where kids live. I mean, how yeah. many times do we talk about the lifestyle yes. site, right? Like the reason people should be scared of Facebook is, a, you know, a billion and a half people are uh-huh. on it. Most of them every day. Yeah. Um, similar to YouTube. Like, kids my kids have been watching youtube since they've been watching other kids yep. open toys minecraft uh you know since five yeah. years old or so uh-huh. minecraft videos they're watching twitch and seeing other kids play so youtube right. is just what they know and ultimately they search like hey how to code or basics of coding or how to mm-hmm. you know html um it's just a natural uh yeah. place to go for them they don't think about going to google and searching for companies that provide html you know, yeah. teaching, maybe they do at some point, but the first place they go is YouTube. And uh, I think that helps support, uh, support so, that. Um, the other thing is, uh, try to push my kids into JavaScript because, uh, according to the survey, 95% of web applications, um, particularly mobile are built on JavaScript. And yeah. there's like a, a, a six to 7% gap between the opportunities that are out there and the, the people that actually know how to do the job. So there's a ton of money to be made in uh, JavaScript programming. So YouTube is a, is really the delivery system is what it is, right? The curriculum is out there, but YouTube in this case is the delivery system. Uh, it just makes it so much easier. And, and any company that's out there that's listening, take fucking notes right now. If you have curriculum that's somewhere else, internal, external, it doesn't matter. Use pieces, parts of that throw it on YouTube as a kind of like a teaser to start to get individuals focused on your brand because that's what they want to do, right? Have some of your employees uh, mm-hmm. actually do YouTube videos that are focused in this area. How do I how do I do this program, right? Or how do I do JavaScript or it, anything like that to be able to help draw individuals into your brand, you have to go to, just like Joel said, Facebook, YouTube, where are they at? And that's that's where they're getting their information. If I need to learn how to boil a goddamn egg, I can go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. 53% of uh, usage on mobile devices is social media. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on those platforms, you're losing period. Yeah. It drives Julie crazy because whenever I don't know how to do something, I mean, she's a very text driven person. I'm very visual. I will go to YouTube mm-hmm. and Julie goes, <laughs> she's reading something. I'm like, yeah, I already got it. Look, they're showing me how to do it right now. Yeah. And the, how many wormholes have you like fallen into <laughs> yeah. doing that? Like <laughs> I was no, no lie. Like the whole shape shifter, uh, conspiracy stuff. Uh-huh. One night I was just like for three hours falling into shapeshifter conspiracy theories. I won't go into it, but uh, anyway, tangent off course. Uh, let's take, let's take a break <laughs> and hear from Job at X, uh, and then we'll talk about like comparably's best companies and signing bonuses and stuff like that. Cool. 
With Job Addicts' first birthday almost here, we are proud of all we've accomplished with advertising clients, publisher job sites, recruitment marketing agencies, and staffing firms. Thank you for all the support and trust you have placed in us. Since 2017, Job Addicts has used the best of consumer ad tech's bidding and ad delivery to build an incredible programmatic job advertising exchange and continue to rapidly grow our network of partner sites. We've also launched a feed inventory management platform called Switchboard, effectively offering our dynamic technologies to all job board partners. And we've developed our revolutionary Live Alert, which eliminate latency and expired job ads via email. No more dead clicks or overages from job links, whether open today, next month, or next year. For more information about our solutions, please reach us at joinus at jobadx.com. Boy, how was that for a tangent? <laughs> Shapeshifters on YouTube. Woo! I need I need a vacation, man. Uh, Christmas can't be get here fast it enough. Is, it is too easy. It's one of the reasons why I have to shut shit down on my computer um, when I'm doing any work because, I mean, all the notifications just take me down rabbit holes. And you were talking a couple of weeks ago about your internet brain. Well, that's what it is. So whenever I get a book nowadays, I get an actual physical book. I turn all my shit off. I put it in a drawer, do something like that. Then I pick the book up and I go to a chair and I read the book <laughs> so that I don't have notifications taking me down rabbit holes and I don't get a chance to actually read. You go to a chair. Yep. Like I have this smoking jacket and pipe vision of you reading reading a book old style. Oh yeah. No, it's good, man. I need I need to force myself uh, to do that more often. My my turn off is like binging on television with my wife yeah. and sports. Netflix and chill time. Netflix and chill. Um, so I, I screwed this up. This was a signing day, not signing bonuses. But this is this is your story, so you you go. Okay, so this is one of the coolest things I think. As we're talking about, we're talking about Upwork and Microsoft, and and then we were going into the college. Now we're going into the high school ranks, and Henrico County uh, Public Schools in Virginia. Instead of just celebrating individuals or kids who are, are getting uh, or signing for uh, playing college football or getting into, you know, big schools or what have you, they are now doing signy days for kids who uh, who are getting into jobs. And in this case, in some cases, you actually have companies who are there like UPS mm -hmm. or, or what have you that are there for signing day. And here's a quote from one of the administrators at the school. They've chosen, they being the kids, they've chosen to maximize their high school opportunities for career training and industry certifications with an eye on becoming successful and financially secure much earlier, much earlier in life, end quote. How about there's a huge fucking need for all these types of talent and they won't be strapping themselves with huge student debt. I mean, that's that's the big key here, right? We have all these jobs that are open where you do need to have specific types of skills and companies need to be able to obviously pipeline those candidates right into their organization. And why the hell not celebrate it? I mean, just a kid's going to college. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you definitely should celebrate that. But you also have a kid who worked hard on this certification and they're going they're not going to college they're going directly into these different jobs where there will be learning and more certifications to come that's something that should be celebrated too and i thought that was pretty fucking cool and got a ton of freaking love and views on uh, linkedin just from this story you know the the curmudgeon in me wants to hate on this uh story and say you know why are we celebrating not going to college 
uh, why are you know why are we doing like I think it just sends a bad it sends a bad message. But I can't hate on the story because it's capitalism at work, and at the heart of me, like I'm a capitalist, and you know companies companies have a need. Uh, these kids in high school can fill that need. Um, if they want to celebrate it with a, a, you know, an athletic style signing day where the kids are wearing hats of the company. I mean, it, it really is like what college are you going to? It's like, what company are these kids going to? Um, and it it creates a definitely like the environment that must create in school for your, you know, your peers in school to see you sign with UPS or, uh, SAP or whatever the, the companies are like that would, that's gotta be really cool for those kids. I do have some transgression to say, what are the long-term ramifications going to be of this? Because I'd hate to see a kid, you know, that's real proficient and, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, does the job for five, 10 years, gets, you know, married, has kids, you know, gets other kinds of debt. And then the technology that he's been doing becomes passe or irrelevant. Um, is he going to be able to adapt, you know, to new skills? I hope so. Um, but I do think one of the things college, you know, helps you learn is how to learn and how to adapt and evolve to different, uh, to different changes in life and, and business. So, um, I don't want to hate on this, but I, I am semi concerned about the long-term effects of, you know, grabbing kids out of school, throwing them into, you know, throwing them into coal mines back in the day. Is this that much different? You know, if the coal mines close, do they have any other skills, you know, to get a new job? And I guess I do have some question about how that will play out in the future, but otherwise I think it's great. You are a curmudgeon. First and foremost, the, the technology and coal mines and trying to assimilate that to some of the jobs that they're going into. Some of them, you know, if they're manufacturing style jobs, yes, they will definitely, they will have to learn new technology, get new certifications. I mean, everything is moving at a much different scale and pace than it was when we were kids or in the 60s or what have you, even before us, right? Uh, so, I mean, this is an entirely different world. So to be able to see the the blue collar per se um, as a blue collar of yesteryear is so far out of bounds. Uh, technology is moving so fast. And for those individuals who want to stay and they want to learn and they want to progress in their career, um, they will have to get different certifications. So I don't see this as a bad thing. One of the things that I see as bad is in our society, we've taught our kids that college and strapping yourself with a lot of debt is the only way. And that's total bullshit. Uh, there are other ways to live a great life, still be educated and be certified in something. So for me, this is a great way for somebody who really wants to do something different with their life to be able to do that. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I also don't think that to say that it's that far off from, you know, back in the day, kids leaving for the steel mills or the coal mines or the, you know, working for a car company out of college are that different. Um, I mean, steel left, you know, cars were made elsewhere, coal mines shut down and these people had to learn new skills. And I don't think it's that far saying that if, if these, whatever these kids are doing, if times change and we don't do that, if they can't adapt, they're going to be screwed. Just like the people that left high school for, you know, for Ford or GM, um, if they didn't have additional skills or could learn them, they were screwed and, and the government got saddled with, you know, let's teach these folks new skills to get them new jobs. I just don't think it's that different um, a risk that we took with, with blue collar jobs back in the day. But time will tell. 
Yeah, and I totally disagree. Being in a in a town that has manufacturing for diesel engines and now electric engines, it's an entirely different day to day. Manufacturing is so far different than it was in the '60s, it, especially the talent and how they have to continue to learn in those jobs and talking to those companies in the talent acquisition side of the house. That's what. One of the reasons why I believe this makes a hell of a lot of good sense. Now, if it w- we were still in the same day and age where it's like, yeah, you're going to sit on that line and that's all you're going to do the rest of your life, which is generally what you know our grandfathers did, right? It's not that day anymore. It's not even close. Well, let's, let's at least agree that if, if you cannot adapt, you're screwed. Oh, too easy, which is one of the reasons why HR and talent acquisition is having so many fucking issues right now is because they haven't been able to to adapt since the 19 fucking 50s. So I'm saying is these are kids. They learn a skill and they go work on that skill. I just hope that they have the wherewithal to adapt when those skills become irrelevant or something becomes more in demand than what they've already learned. That's all I'm saying. And and that's going to be up to the company to be able to ensure that they're mm. skilling them up, right? I mean, that's, you take a look at like AT&T, great example. AT&T, uh, you might be a guy who's working on a line or, or who knows, but they have programs internally in place to keep those certifications up to date and moving forward. So the day of you being only personal responsible for these things is, is over. The company is pushing to have that happen because you become outdated if you're not certified. So what you're talking about, yeah, that would be a problem. The issue, that's not an issue for most of these companies who understand that they have to keep their workforce skilled up. Yeah, and economies go bad and tariffs happen and companies lay people off. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, bah humbug, bah humbug. Let's talk about Comparably's best companies, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so we talked about glass doors world famous best companies lists uh yeah. their competitors have their own little list god damn it um and they should which they should right but yeah. it becomes a little overwhelming for everybody but uh <laughs> comparably as a nice little infographic of their best company cultures uh these are for large companies in the u.s um i'll read the top 10 i guess sure we'll talk about okay so number one costco number two google uh-huh. These tend to be a little bit more what I would think would be the top companies. Uh, uh-huh. Number three, T-Mobile, who has a nutball CEO. I'm sure that guy is fun to work for. Uh, number four, HubSpot, marketing platform. Uh, number five, Affleck. Number six, Insight Global. Don't know them. Uh, number seven, Intuit. Uh, number eight, Salesforce. Number nine, Blizzard Entertainment. Nice. My son's My son's favorite company. Oh, yeah. uh, and number 10, Starbucks. Those all make sense to me. Those all uh, feel about right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Facebook is number 16, where they were number seven, I believe, on Glassdoor. They were number one last year on Glassdoor. Mm -hmm. Um, ADP is number 23. I'm looking for sort of employment-related sites. LinkedIn, number 25. Red Bull 31, your favorite company. (laughs) Uh, 
Indeed, number 43. There you go. Indeed cracks the top 50 list of big companies in the U.S. And my favorite on the list, number 46, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no in and out Burger. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> no in and out on this one. So, yeah, so a little bit of different uh, metrics behind these two sites, but um, obviously a good list to be on nonetheless. Yeah, this looks like a love me wall slash SEO campaign more than anything else. <laughs> I mean, this is... They all are. Create more awards to flatter... And then also with the awards comes more content. With the more content comes more sharing. Uh, it might be great info and data, but dude, this is this is probably one of the biggest marketing ploys I've ever seen. I'm just looking at the list here. So check out our full best places to work 2018 series. And, and here uh-huh. it is. Best company culture, CEOs, company for women, companies for diversity, CEOs for women, CEOs for diversity, best leadership, <laughs> managers, companies for, and it goes, I'm only halfway through the fucking list. So this is, Don't forget best CEOs in Los Angeles, yes, best CEOs in Seattle. Exactly, right? So, I mean, this is a content play. Yep. And it's an I love me play because we just talked about it with the lists that we were just on. Everybody's playing this whole, hey, they're going to talk about us or they're going to share us or they're going to this, they're going to that. Well, fuck yeah, they are. So, you know, how many more lists can we come out with so that we can create more content and get shared? <laughs> yeah, totally. They're going to tweet out every one of these companies. They're going to tag them. They're going to go to every publication in Seattle yes. and say, "Here are here's the top CEOs in Seattle. They're going to get uh-huh. played that way. So, yeah, I, dude, it's a great strategy. Um, they have the data. There's nothing wrong with taking the data you have and creating lists and PR opportunities because ultimately a lot of those people have no idea who comparably is. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to go to the site and they're going to go, Oh, we don't have a, a featured page or we don't have a official profile mm-hmm. and they're going to join the site. And these, this company is going to get more business. So it's a great strategy. If you, as if you as a company out there aren't doing stuff like this, like you should, because it's, it's pretty impactful. We should come up with our our best. We should come up with a list. Wait, it can't be the best, though. It's got to be like the shittiest things that happened this year. Okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that sounds like work. <laughs> but what doesn't sound like work is yes. using Canvas when you're recruiting and especially ah. their automation tools. Let's hear a word from Canvas and we'll talk about branded fruit of all things. <laughs> Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. 
Bring on the fruit, bitches. So for the for the listeners out there, Chad and I get together about 30 minutes or an hour before the show, and we talk about the stories that we want to talk about. <laughs> and Chad loved this story so much that I said, fine, we'll talk about it. So Chad, tell us about branded fruit. I don't know that I loved it so much. I just thought it was- You loved it. Silly Come on. Shit. But yeah, so here's a quote. This group taps into the frustration and fatigue that many people feel about receiving the cheap disposable swag churned out by the $24 billion promotional product industry. So they came up with promotional fruit. Uh, (laughs) The story story was was really cool. You got this like promotional marketing company and uh, this, uh, uh, the CEO, I believe it was, uh, she was uh, asked, you were asked to come to the party and bring something, right? And she was, she she reached out, she's like, what should I bring? And go figure, they're probably in uh, California, said, uh, yeah, bring some avocados. Uh, so she thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I actually stenciled my my logo on all these avocados? And it turned out to be like this huge hit at the party. So she thought, shit, I could possibly sell this to companies who were coming to to my company for promotional goods, uh, and it seems to it seems to be working because uh, again, whenever I go to conferences and they try to give you that bag, I always tell them I don't want your fucking bag. Uh, I've got my own backpack that is a nice backpack. I don't need your cheap backpack, and but I'll use that backpack to go looking for swag that I think is cool, and then I'll just take the swag that I think is cool. In this case. You know, everybody needs potassium. You give me a, a, a banana with your logo on it. I'm going to take it. Bananas I get. Avocados are bizarre <laughs> to me. Like I would never at a conference. Well, I wouldn't have a knife to cut it open. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would do with the pit. I'd have to have a spoon to like get the avocado out of the the, the skin. So I don't because the story was like Lyft, the, the ride sharing service mm. gave out avocados and that's just really bizarre to me. I don't know. I wouldn't expect anyone to do that. Now, banana I get. Could you put like an apple or maybe like an orange? You know, like that I get. Uh-huh. Cool. But yeah, this was this was, this was was strange. Um, I don't. Was that at a conference or was that like at a party or something like that where you could like, you know, you had avocados and they, and they were cutting them up. So and, she and did whatnot. it. She did I it at a party. That. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah, she did. and I, I hate these companies that get founded by mistakes. Like someone just does something <laughs> stupid and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is a great idea. And then they become like a business. I hate those people. <laughs> but, yeah, so she did an avocado and then the, the lift was an avocado as well. Uh, the lift yeah. story. But then like, yeah, bananas and stuff that you can peel, like all that makes sense to me. I don't know if Skyline and companies that do this, are they now doing fruit as part of their giveaway uh, portfolios, do you have to go to a separate company that only this this woman does this? Like, it's all very bizarre to me. I don't know how I feel about getting. Fr- I don't. I don't really like fruit to begin with. Um, you know, give me a give me a branded sir- sirloin or something. Like, then we're talking. Um, but anyway, I don't know how I feel about it. I like. I would hate to be a trade show manager and have to like ship that many bananas to a booth. It'd be a real pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm sure the the, the promotional company probably does that. And I, and for all Chad and Cheese listeners, you probably will never have to worry about a Chad and Cheese branded banana, maybe a, a Chad and Cheese branded Snickers or something like that. Uh, but definitely or, not a banana. Or, 
Or the fruit would have to make like a cocktail. There'd have oh, to be some cool. connection to drinking and fruit. Yeah. But we'll never just give you a fruit without something connected in yeah, some no, way no, no. to yeah. drinking or eating. And I, I love fruit. I eat fruit every single day of the year, um, but it's perishable and it just doesn't make sense to me. But a Snickers, that thing will last for 500 years. Joel That's eat right, baby. <laughs> Oh, God. Are we out, man? We out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.